0: government shakeups, social shifts, or a looming dilemma. These were some of the significant issues that stood out in China in 2021 and are almost guaranteed to remain in the spotlight next year. For sure. Let's uh, see what else we can expect uh, from China in the year 2022. Helping us out is Tan Don Wei, China Beer Chief for The Straits Times. Don, good morning. Let's start off with getting your perspective. Uh, For you, what was the biggest headline to come out of China this year. Hi, good morning. I think the single most politically significant event in China this year is the third historical resolution. This was adopted at the sixth plenum in November. Plenums are high-level meetings of the Communist Party of China's Central Committee, which numbers about 350 people. And this historical resolution is only the third in the history of the party. The first was passed in 1945 under Mao Zedong, and the second in 1981 under Deng Xiaoping. And now we have a third under President Xi Jinping. These resolutions iron out ideological conflicts within the party and help to strengthen the hand of the current leader. And in the case of this third resolution, it has essentially sealed Mr. Xi's mandate as the leader to take China through the bums ahead as it continues on its quest for national rejuvenation when the country becomes a modern, developed, powerful nation by the year 2049. So it essentially has fully consolidated Mr. Xi's power and elevated him to the same status of Mao Zedong, surpassing even Deng Xiaoping. The resolution has paved the way for Mr. C's continued leadership and signals that the country is firmly in the C era now. Now, Don, throughout the year, we've been hearing about the Chinese government's crackdowns on various industries. I'm sure this would probably be next on your list. Should we expect these to continue? This year, we've seen crackdowns all around in China, from the tech industry to the private tutoring sector, from celebrity culture to live streamers who earn exorbitant amounts of money. It was a year of cleanups and regulatory surprises as the Chinese government reined in tax evaders and went after monopolistic behavior, bad business practices and profiteers. Crucially, this is just the beginning. Beijing this year elevated the status of its antitrust authorities by consolidating and setting up a new agency called the China National Anti-Monopoly Administration, which is now a vice-ministerial-level bureau and wields more power than before. So we are likely to see a lot more enforcement action, new laws and regulations around companies that abuse their dominant market position, violate intellectual property rights, as well as companies that collect personal data inappropriately. We are also likely to continue to see the authorities go after cases of tax evasion. It has already made a fine example out of VIA. China's top influencer and live streamer who was recently fined a whopping $285 million for evading taxes. And before her, there were celebrities like actress Fan Bingbing and Zheng Shuang, all of whom made an insane amount of money which the Chinese leadership frowns upon as it tries to push for common prosperity. Same with the private tutoring industry, which has now been crippled as the government decided it was getting out of control for pressuring parents to give their children extra tutoring and handsomely profiteering from it. So to put it simply, the crackdowns this year have been about regulating the digital economy, which has grown rapidly and exponentially, making up a third of China's GDP, and also embarking on this common prosperity drive to level up the wide income and wealth gap in the country. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. Don, which was number three on your list? The third big news out of China this year is the Evergrande crisis. Just to recap, it emerged around September that Evergrande, China's second largest property developer by sales, was facing a liquidity crisis. It had over $400 billion of liabilities and 1,300 projects in nearly 300 cities. Its stocks plunged, as the company admitted, that it may not be able to make repayments. And that sparked worries of a contagion risk, that if Evergrande collapses, it could trigger a wave of defaults by other property developers. It has failed to meet a few payment deadlines since September. There was quite a bit of speculation over whether the Chinese government would bail out the company, even as it tries to curb excessive borrowing by developers and cool the property market. The government has since stepped in to help with restructuring Evergrande and also loosened financing a little, but it is not rolling back on its curbs. Evergrande's troubles are far from over despite it saying that it has restarted more than 90% of its projects. The size of its debt is unprecedented and we've seen the economy suffer this year as a result of the property market slump. But Don, let's look ahead. What should the world expect from China in 2022? How will it continue to make those headlines next year? Next year will be a big year for China. It is hosting the Winter Olympics in February, and the emergence of the Omicron variant is proving to be a new challenge, as China sticks to its zero-COVID strategy and aims to pull off a Games without any major incident. After all, it has been trumpeting its successful COVID management system, and so it can't afford for the Games to derail that and spoil its image. Everyone will be watching the Chinese economy as well. Analysts believe that China will set a lower GDP growth target for itself next year, possibly between 55 and 6%, given that global recovery remains uncertain with the Omicron variant, and that would have a negative effect on China's exports. The slew of crackdowns this year will likely continue, and that could have an impact on the economy as well as the Communist Party asserts greater control over the private sector and push on with its common prosperity campaign. During the recent Central Economic Work Conference, which sets the policy direction for the economy next year, there was a lot of emphasis on stabilizing the economy, so there's likely to be more easing of its monetary policy to inject more liquidity into the market. The Chinese government has also been promising to help small businesses and promote development and innovation in the green sector, since it has specific environmental targets to meet. So we are likely to see the central bank supporting these. And finally, the biggest political event in the calendar next year is the 20th Party Congress at the end of next year. This event happens only once every five years, and a new cabinet will be formed. There is wide expectation that President Xi Jinping will continue his rule. The question over much of next year will be who will be promoted to the Apex Politburo Standing Committee? Will the number of its members remain at seven, or go up to nine, or even 11? Who will be the next premier of China after Li Keqiang, who will retire? Will President C resurrect the party chairmanship? Already, there have been a lot of personnel movements in the various provinces and cities, and the horse trading, maneuvering, and the jostling will take place right up to the big event. All right, we've been speaking with Tan Don Wei, China Bureau Chief for The Street Times. Thanks a lot, Don. We'll uh, catch up with you again in the new year. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, like us and rate us.